0: Hey ladies, I'm Jasmine Williams, a real estate investment coach and financial womanpreneur. I'm here to prove that you have what it takes to make a killing through real estate investments and home ownership. Welcome to the Women Wealth Impact Podcast, a girlfriend's guide to financial freedom, home ownership, and investing. Does this sound too good to be true? I'm right here as proof that it's possible. Just a few years ago, I was a single mom living paycheck to paycheck, desperately trying to keep it all together. After learning more about money planning, I saw the amazing potential in my finances and I've never looked back. I've seen far too many women battling to build a legacy that they can be proud of, and it all comes down to getting your personal finances in check. But for that, you need a growth strategy, which begins with understanding what's stunting your financial progression. We'll cover how to start from scratch and what it takes to get your finances in alignment with your goals. I'm proud of you for taking the initiative to listen. This is going to be your first step. Welcome to the green community. Let's get started. I'm pretty excited today because today is the start of a new thing. This is a new beginning. I am starting a podcast. I've actually been thinking about starting a podcast for some years. Never thought that I had the time to do it just because I have so many other things going on and so many other programs that we are continuously working on and things like that. So to be able to start a podcast, to really just get my voice into your homes, your earbuds, your car, stereo on a weekly basis is something that's pretty powerful for me because I want to be able to help and impact as many women as I can with my message. So I think that it would only be right because I talk so much about women and talk about being a mom and how it's affected me and how it has enriched my life to do my first podcast with my beautiful, wonderful, amazing, lovely, intelligent, young woman of a daughter, Briere. So, hey, Briere, you here? I'm here. Hi. Hi. So, I want to talk about my story today and the reason why I'm doing this with Bree Air. Just a little bit about me. I am a mom. We live right outside of Philadelphia and I have two children. So I have my daughter Bree Air and my son Kai. And I also have some bonus kids, but this these two are literally the fabric of my life. But Bree Air because she is the oldest has literally been through the thick and thin of my journey. And so today I want to get her take and her impact and what has changed in her life because of my journey and like what she's feeling. I don't think we've ever had that conversation. And then also just get to know me and my family a little bit better because you'll definitely meet us over these next couple of weeks to be able to really realize how wonderful it has been to be able to be impactful to other moms and other women because of my experience. So just to start out, I had Breer outside of high school in maybe about a year into college and Brie was very unexpected. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, I was in college grinding, about to go to um, Japan for a international study program and then found out that I was expecting her. So still 19 at the time, I was a little confused, a little like, I was actually really scared not knowing what I was going to do. But, you know, she is here. And, you know, at the time we were living in my mom's duplex. And it was one of those things that was like, okay, I got to figure this out. We got to figure this out. We got to get out of here because not that it was a bad situation, but it was very, very small. And so unfortunately, Bree's father was killed. And so at the time when I bought my first home, we were moving. We had to move in order to accommodate that. And so I bought a duplex. And really the duplex was the foundation of all of the things that I teach today, all the things that I tell my clients, all the things that I'm able to really get the mission across because it's what I did. Just to backtrack a little bit in college, I unfortunately maxed out my credit cards. I didn't know how credit worked, so I was just trying to figure it out. And with having those maxed out credit cards, of course, buying a house was almost impossible. So I had to go through and fix my credit and try to figure out how to get charge-offs of collections. I even think I had like a repossession, but I was able to get the card back. It was a lot. So I have built wealth from the very beginning, actually at a negative in some cases. And so that's why I think that getting my point across to women that you can do it, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, is it has been my mission for so long. So I'm pregnant with my son and just lost father and just trying to figure this part out, right? So I buy this duplex and I buy this duplex with the thought of, hey, we're gonna go ahead and live in this duplex. And it's not the suburbs of Philadelphia, it's actually in Philadelphia in the East Oak Lane section. But we bought it, Bree Air was starting in kindergarten. And we bought the duplex, and the thought was okay, live on the second floor, have someone rent out the first floor, and then go from there. So, Bree, do you remember Franklin Street? I remember. Right. So, Franklin Street was actually my first investment property that is amazing because it was a duplex, and it was one of those things that you didn't even know. I didn't even think about being an investor in. I just knew that because I grew up in a duplex, I knew that it was going to be able to safeguard me. And so right after we moved there, I had my son and I had to wind up taking some time off of work. And so with me taking time off of work, it became apparent that I needed to figure out some other sources of income. So it was good because I had bottom unit being a rental unit and then we lived in the top and I was getting unemployment at the time. so. Unemployment was able to supplement our basically keep the lights on, and then I was able to supplement my time out doing notary work. So I started doing the notary work, and was just like, okay, this is something that's part time. Be able to do that, and then I went ahead and did some. Then I got my real estate license. So in getting my real estate license, that was a thing because I was just trying to build up clientele, but. In learning that I learned how to invest, learned the value of home ownership, even knowing that with me being a owner or homeowner now, I've fortunately not have to never have had to pay rent because I had that property and I lived in my mom's property and things like that. So I was able to bridge that along because of the experience I had with having the duplex. We did some renovations on the duplex. It definitely was was the ugliest house on the block. I buy the ugliest house on the block. In fact, every house that we've lived in other than Briar Court was probably the ugliest house on the block. We went ahead and lived there for a long time, about four or five years. And so with it, Briere went to the public school in the area and Philadelphia public schools have a bad rap. A lot of them are overcrowded. And it was really apparent to me early on that Briere needed some special help. So we went ahead and got her transferred over to a private school in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And when she got there, she was doing so well socially, of course, because she's a social butterfly, but she did need some additional help with learning. And she was diagnosed with being dyslexic. So. That put me into another mood as a mom because now I wanted to be able to support her, but also trying to figure out like balancing my pocketbook, no job. It was crazy. So it was just like, okay, what do I do? So a uh, couple years in, we had to wind up moving again. And the reason why is because I wanted to get into a better school district to be able to support her. With her special needs with the learning, and so we moved into Montgomery County to be able to do that because the Montgomery County schools are a lot better, and that was pretty transformational, I think, for her because it was like night and day when it came to the schools. But the one thing that I was able to do is leverage my rental property or the duplex that we had into our new home so that the payment was supplemented, so it wasn't that. It was going to, that I had to wind up, you know, paying the full new payment all by myself, but it was supplemented through the duplex. So we did move a lot, Bri, right? Yeah, we moved a lot because I was just trying to figure it out. I knew that I needed to figure out my financials. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to keep you guys into the same school district and be able to like, because education... Was something that was so important to me and then going through the growing pains of being a realtor at that point and trying to keep my business afloat that was another hardship that i went through it really wasn't until maybe about five years ago that i realized that even though i had since bought and i was able to really get a stable flow of clients into our real estate business, I didn't realize that I needed to have investments in order for me to really be stable. So that enters in when we started buying investment properties. And so bought the first investment property and that one was turnkey. So it had tenants, no worries. Then one of my mentors was like, hey, why don't you go ahead and do this property over in West Philadelphia? So that you can go ahead and get some sweat equity, meaning that we're gonna have forced appreciation with doing renovations. So we did a full gut renovation on that property and by ourselves. Well, we were fortunate because we had Miss J to be able to really guide me through, but I learned how to be a contractor and an investor all at the same time. (laughs) Within a three-month period, just trial and error making mistakes making i made two really big expensive mistakes one with an electrician not really knowing what to do with that and then two not having the proper coverage as far as insurance and the property got broken into so that was like the beginning of the journey of being an investor Hi, I want to welcome you and thank you for listening to the Women Wealth Impact Podcast. Today, I'm going to give you guys a special offer and a freebie so that you can go ahead and take advantage and get into the world of building your finances through real estate. I want to invite you to our customer hub, which is amazing because it has all the information that you could ever need when it comes to fixing your credit, going through business credit, getting started with investing in real estate and purchasing your first home. Make sure you click the link in our show notes so that you can take advantage of our customer hub where everybody goes to be able to get the information to get them started. See you on the other side. Bree, what was life like? like for you during the time of me like building a business, us living in a two-barrow apartment? You have a little brother that is like, a baby that was yeah like such a boy and such a somewhat of a pain in the butt to you but <laughs> what was life like for you? Trans was very
1: much a different setting because like most of my the friends I had while in the Philadelphia area where their parents were going through a lot more and they didn't really understand well you have a single mom why aren't you really like my mom always made sure that I had the things that i wanted even though maybe we couldn't not sit not for say afford it but we didn't really need it but the american girl that i wanted and not all, all the kids had i always had it and she made a way so once she started doing her credit repair business she started really deep diving and i saw that in the entrepreneur that she aside from real estate and I was like, I want to be just like my mom because she does what she has to do and she's always supporting and stuff like that. And I had a role model and a lot of my friends didn't have that. So it was like times where we couldn't, like we were cold some nights. I still like looked up to her and never looked down on her.
0: Yeah, and I think that a lot of it had to do with, for one, shout out to grandma, my mom, because she really supported me even though she didn't realize or know what owning your own business was, she was like Jasmine, you are smart. You can just work in an office. You can figure this out. You don't need a degree. Because I had to drop out when I had Briar, and so she was just like, you can get a job and you can get a good job. You can work for the government. All of those things that sometimes we hear from our folks that don't really know much about being an entrepreneur. But after she saw that. It really wasn't an option for me. She was like, you know what? Forget it. Go ahead. We're gonna figure this out. If you wanna go ahead and do this entrepreneur thing, I'm gonna support you in ways that I can. And so grandmom definitely supplemented a lot of the experiences and things that we were able to do for my kids because she was very much so hands-off on and supportive. I'm her only child, I'm the only child. So it was more of, okay, I'm just going to help you through and be able to support you any way possible. So I was grateful to her, or I'm still very grateful to her, and my Aunt Deb and my auntie Von. Both of those were two. Uh, sure I had yeah, my Aunt Deb, unfortunately, she passed away a couple months ago. But what she would do, her contribution to my children's life and to mine was to come over and tutor them on Sunday, so that I could have a chance to catch my breath. So she would come over, she would tutor them, she would get experience. So, plays, museums, and all of those things, that was something that was really important to her. And so she made sure that my children experienced that. So, while I did hustle, <laughs> I did have the support of my village. And so, very grateful. And also, the kids' grandma on their dad's side, she was like amazing. She's amazing still. So, All of those things, Um, I I will not, yeah, (laughs) I was definitely not alone. Even though I am a single mom, I was definitely not just out on a limb by myself. They supported me. They came and worked events that I had. They worked those for free. They just was like, okay, if this is what you're going to do. And so that's why I find it so important to have not only accountability, also having the support. And even if it's not the support of your family, it can be the support of friends and folks that just want to see you win. And I for sure had the team behind me that wanted to see me win. So furthering down the journey, go ahead to the investment property, get another two investment properties for rentals. And then I find that when you do that first investment property, you are, it's like, it's the you get addicted to that residual income and so I just kept going and kept building and kept going and, and getting some more and then oh yeah so let's talk about your property so Briere last birthday 19th birthday said hey can I get a luxury car and I'm like oh well
1: first I asked I was like well how much money do I need to get my own investment property She was like save 10,000 let talk I for one, <laughs> it was like mid-pandemic when I asked her. I wasn't uh working because of the of COVID, so I'm like I don't know like, how. So then she uh asked her friend Nico for her to coach me on starting my own online business. So Nico did that. Shout out to her that helped a lot. And then I started working at KW, my mom's old office, Tell Williams, mm-hmm. as the director of first impressions. And then I started saving money, but I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to start saving money as fast. Ten thousand. It wasn't no rush, but she had sold. that I was working hard. I was taking the the train, and everybody knows that I don't really like public transportation, but I was taking the train <laughs> to work every day, back and forth downtown from Shonham. So when she saw that, she wanted to support me with
0: the property. So then she asked me like, Hey. Can we, you know, like she was like, well, can I get a car? And I'm like, I
1: wanted
0: a luxury car. A luxury car. I don't even drive a luxury car, but (laughs) she wanted a luxury car. And so I'm like, no. So what I decided to do was go ahead and purchase a property for her to flip. So we were able to purchase that first property for her to flip as an investment with me and her as being partners. And we're almost done the property. We just are going to put some of the finishing touches. It'll go on the market. The proceeds from that will go into her purchasing her first rental property. So the rental property will be purchased, and then the money from the rental property, if she still, if she still wants the luxury car. By the way, she doesn't have her license. Yeah. That's okay. Let's just talk about that. <laughs> but it will fund those residual income or the residual rents will fund the luxury car that she wants or the car that she really needs, which is a clunker, because that's what everybody starts out with. So we're still up for debate, but that is the trick. And when I'm talking about building wealth with my clients and building some residuals and teaching them instead of just doing it and not just having all of these things out here and they don't know how it works, The one thing that I do is I make sure that I'm showing them every step of the way. Because if I don't, then if something happens to me, God forbid, but that is something that will eventually happen, they will need to know how to carry the torch. And so if I could leave you with only one thing today, I want to make sure that you carry on your legacy through your children and through your family and through the people that you're leaving behind with showing them what you're doing to build wealth today. Building wealth today is one of those things that I know that people are like, it's a keyword or it's a buzzword, everybody's talking about it. But generational wealth is something that's very real. We build generational wealth through insurance and real estate and investments and assets and things like that. But until we take the time to really and truly show the next generation, how we did it, we are still going to be at a loss. You ever hear of people losing grandma's house or having rental portfolios foreclosed on and things like that? It's just because no one showed them ahead of time. And then when the person that had it, you know, left this earth, then they didn't know how to manage it. Poor managing, especially in um, the Black community, is the number one culprit of us losing our our wealth and our assets. So. I can't wait to share with you guys the tips that we have throughout these next couple of weeks, and really show you guys the experience and the way of being able to build wealth, elevating your finances, through build through real estate. So, Brie, any last words?
1: Yes. Thank you, Mom. I keep doing what you're doing. You're inspiring
0: women across the nation. All right. Oh, thank you for that. I appreciate (laughs) that. All right, guys, I appreciate you guys. See you guys next week. I'm so happy that you joined me for this episode of the Women Wealth Impact Podcast. If you can take anything away from today, I hope you know that your financial future is in your control and I'm living proof. Homeownership and real estate investing is for every woman. And I would love it if you would take some time to share this podcast to help others feel empowered and in control of their future too take a screenshot of the podcast and share it on your instagram tag me at green real estate mom so we can connect on facebook join the green everything community so that we can chat about the latest episode see you next week